Hello, and welcome to another edition of Autism Society of Berks County Inspiration and Impact. I am your host, Carol Spencer. And today we're going to be talking about what is this diagnosis of autism all about? I mean, we, we've heard the statistics over and over that it's one in 68 children are diagnosed with autism, one in 42 boys. I think we all know that it's very prevalent, but you know, what is it? What does it mean that someone is considered autistic? And it, you know, today we're, we'll touch a little bit on the actual criteria of what it is that doctors determine, um, if, how doctors determine if a child has autism but more so on what autism really is to us personally, to some of those who live and care for somebody who's actually diagnosed. And to help me do that today, I have Angela Lawrence, who is a parent of a two-year-old son who has a somewhat recent diagnosis of autism. So welcome. I'm glad you're here. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see the similarities and some of the differences, you know, since, you know, your son has been somewhat recently diagnosed and I'm much older and (laughs) have a son who's been diagnosed about 14 years ago. So two year old Mm -hmm. versus 16. And uh, I think the first thing um, I'd like to talk about is just starting with the misconceptions that may be out there. So Angela, before you had your son, what did you think of when you heard the term autism? Really scary, I think, for the kids who were diagnosed and the families dealing with it. A lot of what I thought was these are kids who will never fit into normal schools, who maybe won't ever work normal jobs, who won't be able to function quite the way we consider a normal person functioning Mm -hmm. with society. Um, And I definitely was scared when I heard my son had it because I thought, okay, he's not going to talk. He's not going to function right. We're going to have to take care of him our whole lives. Oh, my word. <laughs> right. And it, it's, so. it's, it's it's terrifying. You know, yeah. it's like that, that big A word. I, I know um, 14 years ago, you didn't have as much information as you do now. And so my impression was it's, it's uh, people who have and this is so wrong, no desire to interact with other people. You know, they want to be by themselves. And and this, I'm almost embarrassed to say that they were incapable of having or showing affection. And you know, I remember when I was pregnant saying, all right, this child can have anything, just don't let it be autism, because this is what I thought of. But now, you know, I know that is so, so wrong. So now you are on this side, you've learned what autism means for you and your son, your family. Um, What do you feel now is the general public's perception of autism? I do think I still get that a lot. I get a lot of people who say to me, oh, but he doesn't look like he has autism. He looks completely normal. I love that. Are (laughs) they sure that that's what's wrong? Or maybe it's just a misdiagnosis and, you know, because he's friendly and he talks to people and you know, that's not not normally what a kid with autism would look like. And you have to really explain that there are different levels, that there's different aspects to it that maybe just because they don't see it at that moment are still there. They're just not as prevalent or we've worked with him carefully. Right. So you got got some pushback. Oh, yeah. I think we all get some pushback, you know, just, uh, we won't name any names or anything (laughs) like that. Yeah, that's really frustrating because... What are you talking about? You know, and people, I think they don't want anything to be wrong. You know, yeah. um, I've heard a couple things along the way. Uh, some folks have told me they just think it's outbursts. Mm-hmm. It's just that some know that it's a social skills. And my all-time favorite, and it's a little, 
it's a little gross. I was at an event and there was an older gentleman and it was an autism event. And he said, you know, what's this for? And I said, autism. He's like, is that the thing with, with the hemorrhoids? And I thought, oh, okay, we need to do some, we need some education, you know, and there's a lot of myths yeah. out there too. Like girls don't have it. Some people still think that. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're not intelligent, that they don't understand what's being said, you know, because what they see on the outside mm-hmm. doesn't reflect what's on the inside. We've yeah. had a lot of people, more than I would care to, say, well, maybe he's just a little slow. Oh. And I'm like, that phrase makes me want to pull my hair out. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you're not saying anything doesn't mean you have anything yes. to say or you can't understand. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, so for everybody out there, I'm just going to go over that, the technical definition of what autism is, and we can keep going with what it really is, you know, at least to us. Um, so autism itself is a lifelong developmental disability. It impacts a person's ability to communicate verbally, non-verbally with others. It impacts the ability to socialize with others. So all, you know, all those unwritten rules of how you behave and, and interact with others are not typically natural for somebody who's on the spectrum. And it's also evidenced by repetitive behaviors or what we might hear is something called a, a stim. So you know, things like hand flapping, spinning, uh, lining things up, maybe hyper-focused on like letters or numbers. And the tricky thing is all these characteristics are in a spectrum from mild to severe. So you could have that quirky, awkward kid who, <laughs> who can function, but, you know, may strike somebody's, you know, odd or you know it's more internal it's not obvious and then you can go to the severe end where uh, they're nonverbal. they may be more aggressive they're super rigid in routines they can't handle the input from the environment it's very external and there's everything that's in between so those intensity of those symptoms are going to vary and then we have all those fun comorbidities that you hear about adhd you know, gastrointestinal issues seizures sensory processing sleep disturbances ocd phobias depression anxiety it's like whoo that's a lot. Yes. But I, and I'm sure you've heard this phrase, Angela. Um, despite all of this, everybody's so different. So when you've met one person with autism, you've met one person mm-hmm. with autism. So what's true for one may not be true for another. You know, um, so back to you, back to what mm-hmm. it's, what it's really all about. Um, so from the time that you were suspicious that mm-hmm. something was, was going on with your son to the diagnosis to now. I mean, it's a very short period of time, really. What has now shifted in your feelings about what autism really is? So what is autism to you now? So we definitely, when when he was first diagnosed, I cried the whole way home. Yeah. Because I thought, okay, he's never going to talk and he is not going to be affectionate and that's just it. And I have the most chatty child. (laughs) You could possibly imagine. Yes, you do. (laughs) And he is probably the sweetest person you could meet. He is Mm -hmm. full of hugs and kisses and just Mm -hmm. absolutely the opposite of what that would be. And I think it's taught me that those initial ideas of what somebody with autism is and how they're going to be is absolutely not the case Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. Uh, And I have come across friends of mine who I didn't even know their child had an autism diagnosis until Mm -hmm. they found out my son had autism and said, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. we were diagnosed two years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I would have never guessed that. Right. Because they did have that uh, that total misconception. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that goes back to just where they may be on that very, very wide Mm -hmm. spectrum. And I bet with how your son is, that's where you got a lot of the pushback too, because he doesn't, you know, that phrase again, he doesn't look autistic and- 
you know, but what is that really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know for, for me initially, it was, I thought it was something that had to be fixed. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you felt like that. Oh, and, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and we, you know, we spent so much time drilling this poor kid on, on what he was supposed to do, you know, to be, you know, to be normal, like everybody else. And I was really worried about the public's perception, but you know, now, and I'm sure you're starting to find Mm -hmm. out you meet parents and kids and you know, they're just kids like everybody Mm -hmm. else. They, they have a different way of looking at the world, but you know, they, they want to have fun. They want to have relationships. They, they have empathy. They want opportunity. So instead of trying for me to make him totally adapt to the world at this point it's like you know what world you can you can come and adapt to, to mm-hmm. him as well because normal is a drier setting <laughs> you know um so with some of this what's what's frustrating to you about autism i really right think this point? The, the most frustrating thing for me is dealing with those people who kind of look at that and hear that autism diagnosis and assume he's not going to be able to communicate he's Mm -hmm. not intelligent Mm -hmm. you know he doesn't understand what's going on and automatically Mm -hmm. put him into a little box of okay well we're just going to let you play over here by yourself because you wouldn't understand what we're doing over here anyways and it's really that I've learned I've had to fight a lot more and Mm -hmm. a lot harder for him to be included with things that should just be automatic right it, it's an underestimation yes and so now you are you are really becoming a true advocate for your son and you have to yeah you absolutely have to so let's go the opposite what's what's been a pleasant surprise um i think just how many people i have met that are like oh okay that's that's cool yeah <laughs> like yeah more education about mm-hmm. us and the, that's what we're trying to do here you know I, I think for me it's like all those little things that you take for granted you know and, and you're you're learning about all the the wonderful things that your son can do mm-hmm. and I, you know with with my son it was a big struggle like him being able to blow out his birthday candles I don't think he really did that till he was about 10 just because of the whole mechanics of going from your brain to you know your oral motor and when he blew out those candles I think I cried (laughs) you know I mean it was just all those little things Mm -hmm. that you know you get a a different appreciation are you finding that absolutely yeah yeah there's you know we listened to him walk around the house and sing and one of his things that he's into right now is repetitively singing the same nursery rhyme over yeah. and over and over again. Okay. Yeah. I, I, and <laughs> Christmas songs in my yeah. house, Christmas songs. Yes. And so I just think, you know, a year ago, he had no words at all. One year ago. A mm-hmm. year ago. Mm-hmm. And so now to sit and listen to him sing these songs and yeah. understand what they are is just the coolest experience. Yeah, you just learned so much. It's 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 amazing. Yeah, and I've met your son. He is amazing. <laughs> you know, um, well, you know, I, I think you you've sort of answered this, but I'm gonna. I just want to like maybe put a period on it. You know, it's it's so easy. I think, especially in the beginning, to just shut down and go mm-hmm. into denial. Like there there are things as mine gets closer to graduation, I'm ready to go back into that mode, but. You know, you you have that drive, you have mm-hmm. that advocacy. So, so what is it that that really drives you to learn more about autism, but also educate other people? I really yeah. think, like, we got the diagnosis, and I sat for a day and went, okay. Well, then we need to make sure that he's getting every chance he can. Right. Um, 
And if that means that we need to explain it to family, to friends, to people that we meet on the street who may not understand why he's singing Jingle Bells mm-hmm. 18 times in a row and can we make that stop? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's making sure that he has every opportunity to be happy and to be productive and do all the things that he wants to be able to do as he gets older. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, I think in my heart that people really do appreciate that education, especially when they learn that, you know, what they're doing is often it's, I I can't, it's not a won't, Mm -hmm. it's not bad parenting. It is a, it's a, it's a can't yet. Yes. Can't yet. And, you know, I, I would love to talk more about this in more detail. So uh, are you okay to come back and we can continue the conversation? All right. Well, thank you, Angela, for being here. And thank you to everybody for listening. And I hope you'll join us next time as we continue this conversation about what is autism. Until then, I'm Carol Spencer, and this is Autism Society of Berks County, Inspiration and Impact. For more information, visit us at AutismSocietyOfBerksCounty.org, join our Facebook page, Autism Society of Berks County Members Group, and check us out on Twitter, at Berks Autism.